is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Good day, good day to you, and welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining and thank you for being here. First of all, I want to say happy holidays to all of you, to each of you. For those who celebrate the holidays, it is Christmas time in America, it is Kwanzaa time, it is Hanukkah time, and we are coming up on the new year. So happy holidays to all of you. In this podcast, I'm going to offer a reflection of an event that I recently attended a couple of weeks ago. And this event was powerful. And this event was basically featuring the former first lady, Michelle Obama, and it was her book tour. She recently released a new book called The Light We Carry, which I'm still in the process of reading, but I had to go and see Miss Michelle Obama speak. So I bought tickets, bought some good tickets too, (laughs) y'all. Almost in the front row tickets. But I bought some tickets for me and my mother to attend this event. And I'm so glad that we did because I left the event feeling very powerful, feeling motivated and inspired. And it was just good to see her. You know, you always see her on TV. It was something different to see her in person, pretty much face to face. So this podcast, I'm offering my reflections of the event and some takeaways Michelle Obama shared some key points and she hit on some key ideas that I was I was jotting down. Okay. I was in the audience <laughs> listening to her, but I'm also there. I had a notebook and a pen because I said, I know Michelle Obama is going to share some jewels. So I thought it would be a good idea to come on my podcast and share with you the takeaways that I took away from the event. So number one. And this is not in any particular order, but the first point that she made that I thought was powerful is that we all have a light to carry, right? And that's the name of the book, The Light We Carry. But she talked about that all of us have our own light and it is really our responsibility to take care of the light that we have. And it is also our responsibility to recognize our own light. And Mrs. Obama also stated, and I put this in quotes, I fought to keep my flame lit. I fought to keep my flame lit. And I thought that was powerful. And so a question that I am now asking myself is, what is my light? Okay, what is my light, Dr. Carla Manning? And how am I letting my light shine? In what ways do I allow myself to share my light? And then in what ways do I self-sabotage my light? In what ways do I block my own light? So we all have a light to carry and we have to recognize our own light is the first takeaway. The second takeaway is Michelle Obama's concept of this idea called the kitchen table. And she has a chapter in a book called the kitchen table. But for Obama, her kitchen table is her sisterhood community. And she says that the kitchen table is where we go, where we are safe. And I put this in quotes from Michelle Obama. The kitchen table is where I found my voice. The kitchen table is where I found my voice. And that's powerful because it made me think like, (laughs) where is my kitchen table? Who is my kitchen? Who is in my kitchen table? And do I have a kitchen table 
of sisters that I can trust. And of course I do. I'm always seeking to reflect on the people who are around me. I'm reflecting on the extent to which people show up for me. And of course, I'm reflecting on the extent to which I can reciprocate that, right? So the kitchen table is the sisterhood community. And for my men who are listening, perhaps the kitchen table is your brotherhood community. But who is the community of people where you can turn to when you need to feel safe, when you need to feel welcomed, when you need to feel embraced, where you need to feel affirmed? And if we don't have that community, can we create our own kitchen table community. So the kitchen table is another idea that Mrs. Obama talked about a lot. The third point that she makes, and I thought this was good, particularly given the socio-political climate that we are experiencing right now when it comes to race and identity and diversity. I mean, she makes this point. Number three, it's during the times of uncertainty that we need our tools. And I wrote down that the uncertain times create spaces for vulnerability, okay? It's during the times of uncertainty that we need our tools, and it is the uncertain times that create spaces for vulnerability. And so Obama also talked a lot about the need for healing and the need to prioritize self-care and mental health and mental wellness. If I'm recalling, I'm thinking that that was the context in which she made this point. And it is during these times of uncertainty that we need our tools. And I think specifically she was talking about the tools that we can utilize to help us take care of ourselves. The tools that we need that will allow us to be our best versions of ourselves. And then she also says that it is the uncertain times that create spaces for vulnerability. And I thought that was powerful because in my work as an educational equity consultant, I encourage my clients, the teachers and school leaders that I work with, I encourage them to be vulnerable in this work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that actually that vulnerability is to some extent almost necessary right? We can't really show up to the work of equity if we're not willing to be vulnerable with how we feel, if we're not willing to be vulnerable with our thoughts. So I like that Michelle Obama sort of embraces this concept of vulnerability, whereas before vulnerability may have seemed like something that we shy away from, that is just something that we don't do, particularly in the workplace. But I like that this concept of vulnerability is becoming much more normalized in our conversations today, because when we are vulnerable, it helps us to be more human, right? (laughs) For lack of better words, our vulnerability helps us to embrace our humanity. Here's another point, and this would be point number four. And I put this in quotes from Mrs. Obama. I practice my way into peace. I practice my way into peace. And again, she's talking more and she highlights this need for these emotional sort of conversations. And she talks about that fear is an important emotion that can actually guide us to safety, but that fear can also keep us stuck. Fear is an important emotion that can guide us to safety, right? She talked about how in some cases when we are afraid that fear can be a protective mechanism. And in some cases it absolutely can. But then she also spoke on that fear can also keep us stuck, 
And that is very much true too. So she talks about how she had to practice her way into peace. And I like that. I like that because so many times, so many of us may struggle with anxiety or excessive worrying. And anyone who has struggled with anxiety or excessive worrying knows how much this will rob you of your peace because we are constantly thinking about what if, we're constantly thinking about what happened, we are uncertain about what the future holds, and these fears, these anxieties, this excessive worrying will rob us of our peace. So Michelle Obama talks about that we have to practice our way into peace, and I like that. I like that. Practicing peace is an everyday thing, and I know I can relate to that. All right, going back to the first comment about the light that we carry, this would be number five. There is power in seeing your own light. There is power in seeing your own light. And such a powerful comment. And again, all of us have our own light. And I strongly stand by this point here, by this comment here. Even when I was a teacher, particularly, I mean, when I was teaching high school, even at the college level, I was always encouraging my students to find power in their own light, you know, for them to embrace who they are, for them to embrace their talents, their their gifts, their assets, for them to embrace the worthiness that they bring just by showing up, just by being who they are. So there is power in seeing your own light. This is something that I have to say to myself every day. (laughs) This is something that I have to affirm to myself that there is power when we see our own light. But of course, that is an internal job. No one can see your light for you. No one can tell you about your light. I mean, people can, but it's up to you for you to embrace it for yourself. No one can tell you something that you can't see for yourself. So a comment like this, we can tell this to other people, but it's really activated when you see it for yourself. And I'm a witness of this for my own growth and development as a business owner, as an educator, now as a consultant, that there is power in seeing your own light. Here's a point that Obama made that I thought was good. It is very relevant in the conversation of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the point here is that we other each other and then we become enemies of each other. We other each other And then we become enemies of each other. And so when she says that we other each other, of course, I put that first other in quotes. But when she says that we other each other, I knew exactly what she meant by that, which is essentially her saying that we make people to be a different human being. And in theory, there's nothing wrong with being different, but we put people in these categories or in these labels or these boxes And we essentially like try to sort of stifle who they are by putting people in these boxes. And so essentially we other them and they become someone who we are not. And when we other someone, we're not seeing the similarities in our humanity, even through the differences. We're not embracing the differences. We're not embracing the diversity of each other when we other each other. (laughs) Okay. And then she says that we become enemies of each other. And I thought that was so powerful. So let's just stop othering each other. And in other words, let us see the humanity in all of us. Let's focus on the ways that our differences and the ways that our diversity actually brings us together, right? 
So let's celebrate our diversity. Let's celebrate the ways that we are different without othering someone else. Okay. Here's a good one. And I'm not sure where I'm at with the numbers, perhaps number six or number seven. I hope you're keeping up as the listener, but I have asterisks. I don't have numbers in my notes here. But point number six, point number seven, wherever I'm at, is that relationships are tools and we have to practice in relationships. Relationships are tools and we have to practice in relationships. And this is powerful. This is powerful because relationships, to some extent, I've been studying relationships a lot more this year and I will continue to study the dynamics of relationships going into 2023. But relationships are tools. Let me just unpack that. That relationships are tools, number one, I believe, to help us to be better human beings, to help us to be better individuals, because to some degree, relationships are an extension of who we are, right? If you hear a person says, oh, my, all of my relationships are bad. All of my relationships are not healthy. The majority of my relationships are straining, so on and so on. I would encourage that person to then say, okay, so what is the relationship like that you have with yourself? So whenever we want to improve our relationships with other people, my belief is that we first have to go within and fix those areas of ourselves where we are not relating to ourselves in very healthy or positive ways. So relationships are tools and they can also be to help us carry our light. Relationships can be tools to do our work and to help us to be of service to other people. And we have to practice in relationships. We have to practice being the best versions of ourselves in relationships. We have to practice accepting others more in our relationships. We have to practice being more compassionate, practice being more forgiving, practice being more loving in our relationships. So let's value our relationships more going into 2023. And especially as an equity consultant, relationships are everything because no one person can do diversity, equity, and inclusion work by themselves within an organization. Whoever the person is like the main leader with doing DEI work has to rely on his or her relationships with other people to effectively do this work. So let's value our relationships more. This is no judgment to anyone, but if our relationships are not where we want them to be, let's be honest with ourselves to say that. But let's first fix our relationships with other people by fixing our relationships with ourselves. And here's the last point that I'm going to make. I have some more notes, but, you know, y'all just got to go buy the book. (laughs) All right. Just go and get the book. But here's the last point that I'm going to share and that I'm going to be done for today. And this is good here. And this is related to storytelling. So what parts of our story do we need to own? What parts of our story do we need to release? We have to own our stories, and I have this in my notes. We have to own our stories, and we have to be proud of who we are. And then I also have these questions. Within our stories, what armor or what burdens do we need to let down? What burdens do we need to let go of within our stories? She talked about how some of us have stories, have our own stories, And things that we've experienced in life, things that we've been through, events that have happened to us that may have caused us to be burdened in some ways, right? And all of us have a story to tell, all of us. And that's one thing that I used to enjoy about teaching 
is just listening to my students' stories. You know, I would create different assignments and activities that encourage my students to be open and honest with who they were. And when I did that, sometimes the students went the extra mile to tell a story about themselves and to talk about an event or an experience that happened. And I mean, my goodness, you know, when some of my students would share their stories, I mean, wow. So all of us have stories to tell, but Michelle Obama encourages us to think about what burdens do we need to let down within our stories? Right. Going back to that first part of the question, what parts of our story do we need to release? You know, what parts of our story do we need to own? Right. Sometimes it's hard for us to take ownership about the things that have happened to us. But in healing, we have to do that. We have to recognize the role that we have played in our stories, even if it's a story where someone else did something to us or something that may have happened to us, something that may have happened against our will, against our own doing. But I believe that a part in healing is for us to also recognize the parts that we need to own. So not just the parts that we need to release within our stories, but what do we need to own? What do we need to take ownership of? And then the last part, the last question within this point is how can we show up to the world as our full selves with our stories? How can we show up to the world as our full selves with our stories? Woo! All right, you all. (laughs) So I just wanted to share my takeaways with you from Michelle Obama's book tour. This was very powerful for me, even listening to her. As I was taking my notes, I was thinking about what she was saying. I was reflecting as I was writing. I just thought that it would be a good podcast to share with you as my listening community, because so much of what I do as an equity consultant is not just professional, but it's also personal, you know, because we are working with the hearts and minds of people. That's the core of the work that I do as an equity consultant with me and my team is that we work on the hearts and minds of people. Um, These takeaways that I'm sharing with you is an example of that, right? Is that we have to be willing to work on ourselves as adults. We have to be willing to work on our own hearts and our own minds so that we can continue to show up as the best versions of ourselves every day, every day. Even when that best version of ourselves is complex, even when it's complicated, even when it's messy, we have to find the light in our own messiness, (laughs) okay? So hopefully these takeaways will encourage you to reflect on yourself and your life and your experiences in a positive way. All right. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope this information was helpful to you. I would love to know how you are taking these ideas and working with these ideas within your own life and your own context and your own community. So thank you for listening to the Equity Experience Podcast. I hope you are well. I hope you are blessed. And I hope you are taking care of yourself going into the new year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a visitor. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for being a loyal supporter of the Equity Experience Podcast. Until next time, be well and be blessed. Bye-bye.